What up, what up, and welcome to the Big Cast, presented by Autumn Media. This is the Big Cast, episode three. James, how we doing? Doing good. Great week, too. Betting-wise, was able to come back after a tough college football. Came back strong, two overs in a row. Double hit, feeling good. Greg, how's it going? Not good. Very not good. I showed out last week. I went 11-3. and three. I got my name in Lewis's. I've gotten, I've started to get public recognition. I walked in this Sunday to play my card at Lewis's. Two guys at the bar turned around and said, Hey, Greg, I saw your name on the bar. You won some money this week, didn't you? And I said, yeah. Big smile, walked over there, chest out like a fucking peacock, filled out my card. This week I went 3-11. and 11. Flipped my card around. I'm cold. I'm, I'm cold as ice right now. I need help. Yeah, so what do we go? We, uh, me, Big, and Colin, we went seven, I think. I think we got seven last week. See, we're, we're just steady, you know, going down, not too high, not too low, just going on, getting the money at the end. Yeah, you can't ask for more than that. If we if we go, you know, seven, eight, nine every week, that's okay. We just can't have our normal screw-up week where we get, like, one or two. As long as we can avoid that, we'll be fine. I mean, I'm in serious jeopardy of being in last place this week. I could go from third overall to getting money for being one of the lowest. And that was an internal debate that I was having with myself. Am I rooting to lose more so that I get money? Or am I rooting just to get three or four, maybe hopefully squeak out five wins and inch my way up into the top 20 at the end of the season? Ultimately, I thought in my head I want to go with the latter. My picks were already in at that point. But I don't know. It's, it's a tough call. I mean, like, which, which one would you rather? It's too early to tank. It's too early to hope for a zero. We've done that and we've gotten, we came in last out of 300 people, last in one week, but we were already halfway through the season. We were done. So, you know, at this point, it's too early to hope for that. You know what, though? There's one bet that really mattered to me this week, and it was the head to head bet that I had with James. Me and James, Buffalo, Miami, money line. This donkey took Miami. And starts scrambling, texting, two is out, two is out, I don't know, blah, 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 trying to freak out, pedal backwards. And you know what? It, it didn't work, James. So the bet was, loser has to make the next big cash-related purchase, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think that was it, I recall. And I've sent a couple of things. Have you decided maybe which one you you want or you're leaning toward? Or where's, your, where's your head at? Uh... Well, I've only gotten one from you. One of them was a billboard on Route 1, which might be a little out of my price range. I don't know. I think it would look great. But uh, at this point in time, in this economy, probably not. Um, the pop socket looked good. Not a very promotional piece. Very uh, selfish play there. But I think it looks good. And, you know, if you, I'm not making it. If you make it, I will buy it. You come to daddy for the money, I'll pay for it. All right? All right, so that, that was about 35 bucks, and yeah, that would probably just be one of them. Now, Big, Sheesh. here's where, where my head was at. I said, we, we agreed, James and I, that the terms of the bet would be that the loser makes the next big cast-related purchase, right, Big? That's correct. And there were a couple other things that I posted that were a little outside of our price range, things that would really help the pod, I thought. So I was thinking about this again today. I think... I mean, this is hardly losing a bet. I mean, I really, in, in some ways, the thing that I'm going to say, you could call James the winner, but I'll say it anyways. I think James that should buy himself a nice Yeti Blue microphone, really help increase the pod production, great sound out of him. We get a lot of background noise from his crappy little Target microphone. 
big question goes to you. What do you think about that? I mean, I think he should be doing that anyway. I'm going to scoop it. No, I'm going to scoop in here and say, you know, you you drive a hard bargain. You know, I I think (laughs) I have to do that for the team. Not that I was going to buy one tomorrow anyway. And not that I reminded you to tell me to buy one anyway. Aside from that, for the team, I'm going to do that. But to my pick, though, I I will not concede that it was a wrong pick. Because my whole basis on doing so was that Tua was going to play. Tua didn't play, essentially. I think he got like four passes up. That's not playing, Greg. That's just getting hurt. If Tua had been in the whole game, they, they, they win. That's it. You know, the great thing about divisional games is it's going to happen again. So we'll circle back to that. How about that, bud? It could and be remember, a nagging injury. It could be a nagging injury. You never know. Whatever. Fine. Sure. But so if then double are- down. Double down. Give James a redo. Double down on the bet. No, 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 no. You take we'll Buffalo find, next we'll, time. You no, take no, Miami no, no, next no, no, time. No, no. We'll find another bet. Loser has to buy the billboard. No, no, no. Fuck the billboard. <laughs> I think we should circle back to that. Whatever week that is, we'll look at the schedule and see. And I just hope, I pray that James remembers how nice I was in really assigning him to make a purchase for himself and losing a bet. So should I lose in the future, James, just remember that your loss, the outcome was that you buy yourself something. And I'll send you some things that I want, and then maybe I can buy myself those things if I lose. That's all. It's fair. Uh, Greg, didn't you take... So you took Buffalo against James, but in your Lewis poll that I'm looking at right here, you took Miami... Well, for Buffalo, what? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I thought Buffalo was gonna gonna win, but Miami was gonna cover. I was crazy. I gave myself a three point window. You know, I did think about this. This was my Sunday when I was having my coffee, sitting down, watching programs, thinking about. I not a full. Wait, 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 wait. You you didn't go to the gym this week? No, I didn't. Yeah, that might have so, been where I fucked. One week right. in, your Sunday tradition already broken. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that... Jeez, I love the accountability here. You guys are keeping me honest. Uh, I'm going to have to get back to that this week. But Derek's question wasn't a full conflict of interest. I did give myself a three-and-a-half-point window. So in my mind, I thought I had this game all figured out. I, I thought I knew everything. I, know, I thought I could predict exactly what was going to happen. I thought Buffalo was going to win by two points. There we go. Then I'd win the Buffalo money line against James, and I'd win the pick in the loses pool and have Miami cover the three and a half point spread. Crazy that I thought that I could pinpoint it so narrowly. I had such a hot week the week before that I thought I knew exactly what was gonna happen. And you were uh, you were close. <laughs> 30 point, 30, 32 <laughs> points off. So he was closer than you were, James. Um that's a lot of math. Yeah, he was. No, he was. That's not a he lot was. of math. No, I, I couldn't remember who was favored or not. Because Miami should have been favored by like 10 if two had played. That's still crazy. All right. Let's get into the Patriots game. I'm assuming everyone watched. Like He's going to do this thing where he stops and like says, assuming everyone, hand up. I didn't watch Sunday Night Football, and I didn't watch Monday Night Football. It was too late for me. I fell asleep by halftime. Yes, I watched the Patriots game. Yeah, And you know what? You also saw the picture that I sent to the group where I had the 80-inch TV going with the Pats game, and I had the 60-inch TV on the left going with Red Zone. Condescending little smug bitch. 
Brian, do you have any thoughts on the game? All right, I'll lead things off with my thoughts. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about Mac Jones now that we're two weeks in. I don't like that our offense still doesn't look very good. I know that the Jets' defense is okay, but I'm still a little worried that he left a couple... He left a couple throws out there that I think he could have taken a chance on, uh, especially like that flea flicker, uh, that flea flicker he had. Aguilar was wide open, and he still checked it down to Jonu Smith. And he had all the time in the world on that. It wasn't the protection that was the problem. And on a couple of those throws where he had a lot of time, he still would check down, and that worries me uh, a smidgen. I don't know if that worries me. I... I think that's more of the game plan that they're going for. I don't know if they're giving him the reins to like do whatever he wants. I think it's more of if you have the safe play, just do the safe play, especially in a game like this where you basically know you're going to win halfway through the game. So it's kind of like just keep it safe. Don't do anything stupid. He obviously didn't do anything that great, and I think that's kind of what we're going to get from Mac Jones, at least for the first half of the season, just kind of very vanilla, check down City, and hopefully you know win more than you lose. See, I kind of thought that too, like maybe it's just the Patriots, you know, keeping the chains on him, not letting him throw the ball downfield, not let him, or not put him in the position to make mistakes. But then Josh McDaniels is getting interviewed. I don't remember if it was after the game or on Monday. And he's saying, oh, no, 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 I have all the confidence in the world. He has the green light to make those throws. He just didn't feel comfortable making them. And, I mean, because he's not going to come out and openly say, you know, oh yeah, we're holding him back. But I also thought it was a little weird that he kind of threw him under the bus. Like, oh no, those throws were there. He just didn't make them. He's not going to come out and say that he can't just do whatever he wants. Like, that's exactly what a coach is going to say. They're going to say, he, yeah, we have all the confidence he can, you know, sling it as he wants, but he made the smart move. So I think they could probably talk that through. I'm interested to see how they're going to do against better defenses. I mean, the Jets are fine. They're not that good, but... I'm looking at the schedule. I mean, the Bucks are up and down. I mean, they're really not. The Bucks. The Bucks defense has been bad. <clears throat> yeah, but getting into that game, like they've been bad, but they've been good at the same time. Like they're a huge playmaking defense. They're going to come up with interceptions. They're going to come up with forced fumbles, and they're going to score. But at the same time, they'll give up 30 points. Like they 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 lost that cover on Sunday, and then they won it back. Well, all right, so. Before we jump in, we can jump into the Bucks next, but the last point I want to make on the Patriots game is just Zach about, Wilson stinks? Yeah, I mean, it, not just does he stink, though, but, like, as we were talking about with the Patriots kind of controlling Mac Jones, they can't just let him go out there and whip the ball all over the field like that. He stinks. Yeah, you know, but Big, I was thinking about that, too. The I think the primary difference there is You've got a first, you've got a rookie quarterback and a first year head coach with the Jets. And that's a recipe for disaster. You've got Bill and Josh McDaniels together, managing Mac, putting him in a position to make a lot of checkdown throws, but a lot of safe plays. Uh, I do have a few issues about the sacks that he took, but that's the primary difference between those two. Rookie coach and rookie quarterback against a veteran guy like Bill and Josh McDaniels, I mean, you're destined for failure. So, Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, had a quote after the game talking about how, you know, the Patriots also have a rookie quarterback, and it's up to us to recognize that sometimes it's okay to play boring. And it's one of those things where it's like, what? 
So you're just recognizing that now that you just lost the Patriots and your quarterback threw four interceptions? You didn't think beforehand, even going into the season with a rookie quarterback, that you spent, what was he, the fourth overall pick? Either way, a high first-round pick on a quarterback, and you don't think like, oh, maybe we should slowly bring him along here? They Not just the rookie and the rookie head coach, Greg. They have a new offensive coordinator who's never been an offensive coordinator before. So they're just doing like the complete opposite of what the Patriots are doing with Mac Jones and letting this guy run around and throw the ball freely. And that's going to happen multiple times this year. Yeah, but you can only blame them so much. Like, they stink. Like, looking at roster to roster, the Patriots have a much better team. He can actually – he actually has – obviously, we saw it with Damian Harris, and he has a bunch of receivers this year that he can throw to. The Jets just stink. Like, what else is he going to do? He's going to go out there and sling it. He's got to at least try something. I know, but even when you look at – like, you're very high on the Dolphins and Tua for some reason. But do you really think that Zach Wilson is that much less talented than Tua, that he can't throw a couple slants and those guys can get open? No, but I, like I, we saw, I do we think saw he's a lot less Parker. talented than Tua. Yeah, I don't like Zach Wilson. I said this from the jump. I don't like him. I think people are way too high like, on the college. Make, make the year. things – make it easy on your rookie quarterback. It's tough to do that when and you're the gym. They're doing the same thing down in Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence is running for his life and slinging the ball down the field. Yeah. Again, another bad situation. It's what these bad teams do to young quarterbacks. That that shit's going south in Jacksonville very quickly. Big, my last note. So I don't really remember. I, I think you probably remember better than I do. But there was a play in the third quarter where Macca called for intentional grounding. Do you remember that play? Yeah. It just reminded me so much of what we saw week one against Miami on that first drive where he's under pressure and he just makes a really bad decision. This one for a penalty. Week one, though, it was – I think that pass was really a fumble. You remember the pass that I'm talking about where he throws it back behind the line of scrimmage? Yeah, it was – tech. the first one was technically a fumble. I wish I and saw it. this last one – this last one during the Jets, the intentional grounding was especially bad because it pushed him out of field goal range. So this now, is – go ahead. Two, two questions. That one – that was the one where there was the fucked up 10-second uh, runoff, yada, 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 yada. There was a bunch of stuff on that, right? Or is that a different play I'm thinking of? Was that before so, the So, yes. It, uh, that was – I don't remember if that was right before this play or right after this play that there were a couple weird things with the clock um, that had to do with the, the Jets and the Patriots both had a penalty, I think, and because they offset, you couldn't do the runoff. So then they had to go back again. And well, that's the other thing. Uh, what's his name? Ed Hockley's son there was talking on the screen like 50% of the game on Sunday. Yeah, that was, I mean, I've got a little set of thoughts. Thanking people, apologizing, yada, yada. But whatever. Th- my point in bringing all that up was there are just a few times in my mind that Mac has made a, a couple of rookie mistakes, especially doing that under pressure. And that concerns me because there's stuff going on on the right side of the line with Trent. Trent Brown being out, and I just worry that he's going to screw up under pressure. Yeah, it's going to happen. I mean, odds are with a rookie quarterback, he's he's going to make one of these mistakes later in a game that's going to end up costing the Patriots a game, at least once. But I think, like you just said, Trent Brown has to come back because whatever they're trying to do with shuffling guys around into that right tackle spot is not working. And between Isaiah Wynn on the left side and the shuffling we're doing on the right, Mac Jones has been under pressure a lot so far. And the Jets didn't even blitz that much. 
against Miami, the Patriots got blitzed more than any other team week one. But week two, the Jets were not doing anything fancy on defense, and they were still getting to Mac Jones. So that well, that is a huge concern moving forward, is if Trent Brown can get back on the field. Let's jump back to the Bucks falcons that we kind of got into a little bit earlier. So, like we were talking about, James, this defense so far for Tampa Bay, so far anyway, has not been the same defense that we saw last year. You're right that they came up with those big plays, but I think some of that also goes along with the fact that the Falcons are then playing a little bit behind, so Matt Ryan has to take a couple more chances. Yeah. I, I Week one, I think the Cowboys just have a good offense. I think – I don't know if they're a good team, but I think they just have a very lethal offense. It, it did kind of see because early on they didn't score in the first, and then they started getting behind. They were down like 21 or something or 14. And so, yeah, I think they just started slinging it. So, like, I think the Bucks are going to get up quick, so they're just going to have offenses going at them the whole game. But, I mean, they really haven't looked amazing. Yeah, they looked really good in the fourth quarter because they actually started playing again. But, um, so, I, I going back, I guess, to the Patriots, that, could, that probably will be the best defense they're going to play. Week four or five? All right. There are any other games you guys want to do? Yeah, so... So, Greg, you missed the, the Sunday night game, the Kansas City-Baltimore. But, Brian, did, did you enjoy that game? Did you like it? Yeah, it was an entertaining game. I mean, it was a, it was a great game, right? I was back and forth. Yeah, it was good. All right. So, you, so you enjoyed a high-scoring game then? High-scoring? I mean, yeah. The, it was arguably oh, okay, one of the okay. worst defensive so, NFL games I've ever seen. I'm just, I just, you kept texting the whole game. You seemed to really enjoy it. And your whole reason for hating college football is that there's no defense and that it's too high scoring for you. I'm just, I'm a little confused. You seem to enjoy it so much. Arguably, it's been one of the best starts in the, the night games for the NFL in a long, long time. Everyone's enjoying it yet. The game's going over. So I'm just a little confused. You seem to be enjoying yourself over there, drinking your Bud Light orange, watching these games, but yet you hate college football over that. Can you explain that? Yes, because in the NFL, there's still much more parity than there is in college. 90% of the games you're watching in college, you're, what is the spread on Alabama this week? 45 points. That's entertaining. You want to watch that? No, I, and I won't watch that. Right, so that's what I mean. There's only a handful of games that you can watch that are entertaining. Brent, but you say 90%, that's like 25 games. That's 20 games. Like There's a ton of games every single Saturday throughout the week. I don't know about a ton. You guys were doing a lot of talking this week about how this is a cupcake weekend. Cupcake? I don't know about – I took a, a lot of favorites, but all I'm saying is they're pretty electric and you just seem to enjoy yourself. And, you know, you hate high-scoring games, yet seems to be one of the best starts for the NFL in a while. There are more good college football games each week compared to the NFL because there's so many more games being played. If you compare the, the quality of games in college yes. football compared to the exactly. NFL – there's more good college football games. There were what five good NFL games this week? There were five. Yeah, games. what are you talking about? Tommy had two dogs win outright last yeah, week. There were five games before four o'clock on Saturday that were really good college football games. You're crazy. But talking about the actual game, let's get back to it. 35-36, high scoring, great game to watch. At first, it looked like, or I guess halfway through the game, it looked like Kansas City was going to run away with this game, and then Baltimore. And Lamar just started going at it. Like I said last week, Lamar started running more. They seemed to be doing more designed runs for him. He was picking up 
Last, last the week one, he was getting he had a couple 25-yard runs. This week, it was more like the 8th, the 12th, trying to get the first down. They looked really good. It's tough because we saw another fumble to end the game, and Kansas City probably should have won that game. I just – but I, I take away from this, Baltimore's legit this year. I don't know about that. The Chiefs are really, really bad against the run. Really bad. We've already seen it through two weeks. Chubb and Hunt cut them up week one, and Lamar was able to do – Whatever he wanted. I think they ended up coming up with that big stop at the end when they needed to. And then, of course, they fumbled the ball. And that's when Lamar was just able to run it out. I think he picked up one more first down or something. And then the game was over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they went for it on the fourth and short. Um, but overall, I I won't say that Baltimore is going to be bad. I just, I still look at back at the Raiders game that was last week. And they threw that game away. They're not going to be able to run. Lamar's not going to be able to run like he did against Kansas City against every other team. No, he won't be able to run like that, but when they set up designed runs like that and he really uses his legs and doesn't make some dumb decision to throw the ball away, I mean, yeah, I think he had two picks. He still was very careless with the ball, but when he uses that to his advantage and gets up, like, the problem that I see with him is that he has seven yards almost every play that he can pick up when he uses his legs. Obviously, they're going to start cramming in the middle if they see that more so you know close that up but if he starts doing that not throwing the ball away like he usually does I mean it's I don't know how you stop that I really don't he's out there running better than most uh, running backs in the league out there I know but the, it, we've been talking about the same thing for three years now with Lamar he can pick up yards on the ground but when he has to make throws to win games he's not able to do it this is why this is the first time he's beaten the Chiefs he what's he got one playoff win now especially coming after off that year where they were the best team in the league and then they lost in the playoffs. It, it just, when it comes down to it, the, the run first quarterback still has yet to work. Uh, yeah, but he can learn to throw. He's already got the hard part down. He's the best, he's the best running quarterback in the league. And he does look a lot better passing the ball. Week, he looked way better week two than week one, I thought. I think he's still just too careless with the ball. And I think if the Ravens truly want to be successful, they're going to have to do it being a pass throw or a pass first team. And so far this year, they're still not. They were able to get away with it against Kansas City, mostly because, again, Kansas City fumbled on the drive that they were about to win the game on. But that being said, they were able to keep keep up with them and get all those points on the board. I just don't think that they're going to be able to put up 36 points on the ground like they did against many other teams. Greg, you got any other Sunday games you want to talk about, or should we just get into Monday night? Um, for some reason, I've got the uh, Price is Right music stuck in my head. Is that the Price is Right? Well, I mean, that's not like that's like the thing when you get it wrong. It's like. Right? No, 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 no. It's more upbeat. It's like. Hold it. All right, so I'm going to run around the, the league quickly here and just go over some games. <laughs> so the Texans were actually doing pretty good against the Browns. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. They're going to be in trouble. We have the Broncos. We talked about them a little bit before we started going live. We have them at 2 0. And we'll get into that a little bit earlier. They were able to take care God. of Jacksonville, who I said <laughs> earlier was going south real quick. Greg, your guy, Joe Burrows, kind of had a bit of a stinker against the Bears. Stinker. Stinker on the road. 
uh, in a game that Andy Dalton goes out, Justin Field comes in. We can talk about that. He is my guy. He's, he's having a bit of a stinker here. Um, don't really know what to say. I I, I kind of think this is the time where I just abandoned my take. Whoa, whoa, whoa. On. Hold on. What? It was good. We'll get into Justin Fields a little bit here. And while we do that, yeah. why don't you check on his uh, current MVP odds since we've been tracking that? Sure. So Dalton goes down at halftime. Justin Fields comes in, plays, I think, the entire second half. And he did not look great. I think Dalton ended up having like a, a bone bruise on his knee or something. And I don't know if it's been ruled if he's going to be Four playing to next weeks. week or not. He's out. Four to, six. Four to six weeks is what I saw, yeah. So that makes things very interesting for the Bears because now they're going to get the chance to see Justin Fields that all of their fans have wanted. But so far against a Cincinnati team that's not very good, he had a pretty did bad second half. Did nothing. To the point where Joe Burrows almost brought the Bengals back, and they were playing really bad. So I guess that brings us to the point of if you start to go with Justin Fields here for a couple games and things aren't looking great, like I'm not even bad, but he's just like fine. When Dalton comes back, do you yank him or do you have to just kind of stick it out with him now? Because this could have some long-term effects. If he played like he did on Sunday, you yank him. He did nothing to help your team win. So I guess maybe he plays a little bit better. He picks up a couple yards with his feet, and he can throw the ball okay. If if he's say they get they get somewhere between you know fourteen and twenty-eight points a game. Well, let me look at let me look at their schedule because they're one and one now. So they got the Browns, the Lions, the Raiders, and the Packers. And then the Bucks. So I don't. That's not really fair, honestly. Like that's say, tough. That's a tough two, run. Or two and three, and you let him play. But I mean, he has a real chance of going zero and five the next five games. Might be it. That may be it for the Bears. I think they should pack it so, in. If that happens, and he goes zero and five, and Dalton comes back, do you, you got to put Dalton back in, right? Yeah, I I'm putting my claim down. Holy shit, they have a tough schedule. Bro, they might not win another game. Packers, Bucks, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens, Lions, Cardinals. Yeah, if Justin Fields is playing, they're not going to win another game. I'm going to put my fl- I'm going to put my flag down right now. As long as Justin Fields is playing, they're not going to win another game. That's rough. It's uh not a good time to be a Bears fan. Now, I'm not sure. I I know we have a lot of journalistic integrity here. I may have just made up four to six weeks. I swear I saw something on SportsCenter. Little graphic, stuff on the bottom. One of these quarterbacks who's out is definitely out four to six weeks. Now, whether it's the redheaded Andy Dalton. I believe that's Tyrod Taylor. I think Dalton uh, is okay. not uh, determined yet, which is what I said, but you, you corrected me. So Okay, then what about this, though? You play, you play Dalton next week, right? If he's ready to I, go, you play. If he can go, you play Dalton. That, yeah, okay. I, yeah. If, if I'm the Bears front office i'm worried about that second half cincinnati is not very good yeah and Check in you deal with the fan i who cares what the fans think at this point like if you're crumbling to the pressure of them none of that front office deserves to be in that position then yeah i mean they did they did look pretty bad week one though they looked pretty 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 bad i don't dalton had a couple drives there where they weren't terrible yeah for the first quarter and a half they were in it no doubt but it looked pretty bad to end it 
So next one I want to touch on a little bit. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of this game. I really just read a little bit of a recap. Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles. Two of them, yeah. He sprained one of them in like the second quarter, and then he sprained the other one in the fourth quarter. Now, who wants to take a guess at who the Indianapolis Colts backup oh, quarterback no. is? No, I I knew I know I I read it earlier. Um, I I should know it because I guessed the wrong answer. I bet I guessed their third string, who is Sam Ellinger, right? He's the third string. Yep, he's not the guy that came into the game. I know it, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin this game. Where did he go to college, James? Yikes, that's a good question. He went to Georgia and Washington. I was going to say. I don't know which one he got drafted out of. Washington. Jacob Eason. Ah. I could not have told you that this guy existed. And he comes in. They still have a chance. It's 27 to 24. And he, this poor guy comes in and has to play like, I think he played four drives, and they just weren't able to get it done. My concern now is Carson Wentz. I don't know how many more games this guy's going to be able to play. Every week he's got something. He broke a bone in his foot in the preseason. He had to get surgery. Comes into the year. He gets banged up in week one. Then in week two, he sprains both of his ankles. He's not going to be ready to go next week. That's fine. He played, he's he been playing well. He played well before he got hurt. Man, I don't know. I think he's just going to get himself killed. Yeah, he's going to have a nice career just continuing, just getting hurt and bouncing around because everyone needs a quarterback these days. And you know he's going to get hurt, but hey, see how long he can last. Maybe he'll, he'll be able to go a whole season one day. Did you guys take Indy on the card this week, the week two? I doubt it. Getting three and a half to the Rams? I doubt it. No, we took the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. All right. I was just wanting yeah, to there was like the there was like two or three games that, that were decided by the half point this week. Yeah, that's a game that I looked at on Sunday and said, "Holy shit, the Rams should cover this, no problem." Yeah, it was a tough week. I, the, Indy's defense is pretty good. I will say that. All right, let's go rapid fire here. The Raiders beat the Steelers. Raiders again. I think they're going to be pretty good. I know we talked about that in the preseason little prediction thing we did, but. I like what I'm seeing out of them. I think, remember like, what was it, like five years ago that Derek Carr had a good year? When they and got, they, had they like were like 12 wins. and four or something? Yeah, they had like 11 or 12 wins. Yeah, it's good. I think it's going to be the exact same season. They're going to have a good year and then that's it. I always feel like that's what they are though. They always seem to have a great offense and then it just kind of falls off. Next the one. Raiders, Go ahead. There's there's only two, there's only seven two and O teams. The Raiders. Seven two and arguably, teams. Yeah, that's what I said. Seven two and O teams. Seven teams that are two and O. Seven two and O teams. Same thing. Seven teams, two and O. Raiders are one of them. Are the Raiders the most legit two and O team? Yes. Only because I think they've played the two best teams of any of those two and O teams. Being they, I don't have, I, I don't even have to check the other teams. The Steelers and the Ravens, those are two good football teams, and they've won them both. Pretty it was not handily, but they've looked very good in both of those, so. Um, I guess you would still have to say the Bucks just because. No, because I can't say the Bucks because they almost lost both games. They almost lost the Cowboys game. The second one they didn't almost lose, but they let them back in. Wait, like that was 
That was almost a game. And it shouldn't have been. I do think that to your point, though, Greg, I think that a lot of these 2-0 teams, you still can't get fully behind. We talked about the Broncos. We talked about how the Rams should have been able to cover that game against Indy easily. Arizona came down to a nail-biter. We okay. still don't know what the 49ers are doing. The 49ers, three of their running backs in this game got hurt. Okay, so can so, I can I take what you said and kind of move on with that? Can we both go over? Can we go over any teams that you think are are there any teams that you actually think are legit versus any teams that you know are horrible? Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. Last year. If you recall, if you listened to the show last year, I bet on the Houston Texans, no matter what the spread, favorites, underdog, no matter what, I went on like a seven-week stretch How'd that and I go? just rode them. It went really bad. I found my team this year. It's the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, I am betting them no matter what. Favorite, underdog, road, snow, sun, whatever. I'm betting them. Book it. So the only thing I would say about Carolina is... They did handle the Saints pretty easily this week. I will also say the Saints had nine starters missing, and I think like eight of their coaches had to miss time because they got struck with the coronavirus hurricane down there. Yeah, I that game they literally still, means nothing to me. And the then the Saint, other game was they beat the Jets. The Carolina has proven nothing to me so right. far. The Saints are practically, uh, they're staying out of a best Western like I do up in New Hampshire before these games. They they haven't gone home. They're bouncing around. They were in Jacksonville. Then they're staying in Carolina. Yeah. I mean, and you, call you can't James count on a that for week. anything. Jameis on a bad week is bad. That's it. I'm not taking anything away from Carolina. I'm putting it all in the Saints. I'm not taking any good from Carolina. I think, I'm the same way. I think the only no team. Panthers, baby. I, I really, I genuinely do not see one team that I think like, okay, this is the best team in the league. No, if we're going to talk about that, it's it's definitely not determined as of this point. Because I'm I, not confident that any teams are really that good, to be honest. Because like, I I, I like Buffalo had an ob- obviously an amazing week two, but they looked horrible in week one. Cleveland has looked fine in both games, but they still lost to the Chiefs in bad fashion and. They really and they were looking rough them. against Houston when yeah, Tyrod they, Taylor was out there. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. The Chiefs obviously just lost to Baltimore. Baltimore lost week one. I mean, Green Bay, they look good against the Lions, but obviously week one they got absolutely smacked. Like, there's really no – I guess you have to put, like you said, the Bucks, but still, I don't trust them right now. I don't trust them either because you're, you're right about the Dallas game. They arguably should have lost that game if Dallas doesn't have, like, three holding penalties on their final drive. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's weird. It's been a weird two weeks already. Like you said, there's been a bunch of good games. We can't complain about that. All right. On the other side, though, teams that you know are bad. Jets. The Jets are out. The Jets, I mean, I guess it doesn't even count. We knew the Jets were going to be a horrible. A team that I thought would be good. Uh, Oh, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to put Arizona up there. I think Arizona's. They had a close call against the Vikings, but they've they've looked really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna officially put them back as the official team of the big cast again. I I think before I go that far, they have to not almost lose to Kirk Cousins. Hey, Kirk so Cousins, they have to do something else. They I I need another week before I'm 
a good Kirk Cousins. A good Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. I know, but you know Arizona probably should have lost that game too. I mean, yeah, they were kicked away from losing. That's what I mean. Like the Vikings missed the game-winning field goal. I mean, they just started out pretty bad. I'm not sure about that. Other teams that I would say are done: Jacksonville, Houston, the Giants. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, no, anything you know in your mind? I'm gonna push back on the Giants. Oh man, this is crazy. James, I'm gonna push. The Giants have started 0 two for the fifth straight year. Like seven out of the last nine, they've started 0 two. The Giants do not remember how to win football game. Take the Giants aside for a second. Daniel Jones looked good. He looked like a good quarterback. I didn't. I knew uh, he could. I, no, I knew he could run. I thought it was Lamar Jackson for a second. I thought Lamar Jackson was out there, took over Daniel Jones' body, was sprinting up the field. He was running every chance he had. He had almost 100 yards rushing. He looked really good. He had you know, some great I'm throws. still not going to go that far. He, he, I mean, it's, just, it's a fact. He looked really good. Because I, I bet that under, so I was on every single throw. And I had his under completion total, too. So I was on every throw, betting against him for my life. And that clown played amazing. See, but this is what happens. This is what you always do. You'll you'll pick, like, one guy that you bet against in the beginning of the year, and he'll, like, play well, and you'll be like, oh, that's my guy now. Like, I don't know. Maybe that's what happened with Tua, because you're, like, the only person I know that apparently likes him. No, no, no. He did the opposite, because I was betting on them. I was pissed because I was betting on Fitzmagic. When he had that helmet throw, I bet on him, and I won that bet. And then they took in Tua, and I bet on them again, and they lost. So, no, I'm done. I just think Tua looks good. But Giants, week two, book it. I don't know, man. They already got – they screwed up. They had a false start on a game-winning field goal. Joe Judge, it, he came from the Patriots as a special teams coach. And you screw up a false start on a game-winning field goal? That Again, that's not his fault. That's just – that's the dumbest thing you can do. But that's what, what I'm saying. Expecting? The Giants just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They play Falcons next week, so I, I, I'm going to take the – uh, the Giants in that one. Galladay had a screaming outburst on the sideline. Then after the game, he's like, oh, no, no, no. It was just me and Jason Garrett, and we worked it out. I, I mean, the they, Giants are bad. They would have won that game if Heineke didn't pull, I don't know, one of the greatest performances I've ever seen. Heineke might this be the number guy. one guy that is, like, bad, but you kind of like him. Again, I bet the under, so I fucking hate him, but he... I don't know but, what... But do you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't really do anything good. But every time he's out there, he he gives his team a chance to win. He had a couple really good throws. Yeah, I don't... It, it looked bad, but, like, it didn't at the same time. I don't know. He was slinging. Um, what other ones we want to jump into? So, the Cowboys beat the Chargers 20-17. to And I had thought that the Chargers, you know, this was their year. They were They were making the turn... And sure enough, when the game was on the line, it was late in the third quarter, they got the ball in the red zone, and Herbert throws another bad interception. Cowboys come down, they kick like a 56-yard field goal, which, again, was lucky because Dallas tried to blow the game like they always do, and they were able to win. So the Chargers, after week one, we thought they were turning the corner. Justin Herbert let me down. I thought the Chargers were going to be pretty good this year and was not very happy. 
All right, finally, let's get into the uh, Monday night game. We had the Packers able to take care of the Lions. Aaron Rodgers had a little bit of a bounce-back game. James, I know you and I both were watching this one pretty closely. We both had a little skin in the game. And I started to get a little worried in the second half because it seemed like in the first half the Lions had kind of figured out what to do. They just were making the Packers run the ball. Aaron Rodgers wasn't really able to run around and make throws deep downfield. And then for some reason, they just stopped doing that and let Rodgers go off. Then they got behind, and Jared Goff coming from behind is never a good idea. Yeah, so we both had the over in this game, uh, 48 and a half. I was starting to sweat because, like we saw, it started raining. I think that's kind of what threw Jared Goff off. You know, I'm, I'm a Goff guy. I stand behind him. The Lions looked like they were in it. They even looked like they had a chance in the first half. And then second half, they just came out flat. They could get absolutely nothing going. The Packers really clamped down on them defensively, and Aaron Rodgers started going off and looking like the Aaron Rodgers we all know and love. But in terms of that over, that was getting scary. I almost wanted them to kick the field goal so that we get some overtime and then just, you know, go in, into the overtime and get the over there. But, Greg, what did you think about the second half? Fell asleep. Oh, Looked at my okay. eyelids. Okay. Um, yeah, I did. And it wasn't because it was boring. It was because I'm I'm sleepy. I mean, we talked about this. I I considered moving to the West Coast just because of these games. Right. I mean, Eric, you said this game's done by nine o'clock. That's that's a breeze. Yeah, it's a great schedule out here. Yeah, but I like you that. know, th- this comes around every year. This is nothing new. No, I'm gassed. I'm I'm gassed by the end. I need sleep tonight. I need to get a good night's sleep because you never do. You know, after the Sunday night game, you're all gassed. Okay, you go from Friday. I mean, Friday is just a Friday. You know, you stay up late. I was watching something stupid. I, oh, yeah, fucking college football. Bad college football. So I was up both nights late trying to get back what I lost. So that was tough. And then Sunday, you know, they did the Sunday night game. You don't go to bed until after midnight again with the Monday. I agree. I wish push it forward an hour. I'd love that. Yeah, seriously, you don't need that dead hour in between the end of the four o'clock game. Yeah, seven seven Just o'clock right is prime it. time. That's prime time. Yeah. Never thought of that, huh? Sheesh. Maybe I should run NBC. So the Packers were able to hold on. The one story that came away from this game I wanted to get into. So Aaron Jones at some point throughout the game lost a chain. That on it, he had like this little pendant that had his father's ashes in it. Yeah. Lost it in the <laughs> middle of the game. Oh, then God, after the game, the managers and a lot of the, the team like equipment guys are looking around the stadium. Some guy ends up finding it at like 1.48 in the morning and reaches out to Aaron Jones and is like, I got it. And Aaron Jones reaches out to him and he's very grateful and all of that. But my thing is, what are you doing wearing that during a football game? What are you doing wearing that ever? All the respect to his dead father, but that doesn't belong around your neck like like you said, especially during a football game, but I'm not going out to the bar wearing my dead dad around my neck. Dad, I love you, but I would never do that. That's just that's just odd. <laughs> I, I disagree. I think that's I think it's a nice tribute. You know, obviously he loved his dad very much and he wants him to be with him at all times. I don't get... Yeah, but... What? Yeah, if you love your... 
this is turning into a love versus hate your dad thing, which it shouldn't. But James, if you love your dad and he died and you want to honor him during a football game, like write his name in oh, eye black on his, for on his sure. face. I'm not or, taking like, my dead dad around some, with me. I am not putting that man around my weight and my neck and having him, like you said, go to a bar and everything. Well, that's a th- some people do uh, like I know for when my grandfather died, they made like um like jewelry out of the the flowers from the ceremony or whatever. Like, you know, they they burn those down and they grind those down and they make like jewelry out of them. So I don't think that's like a, a crazy thing. I think that people do that type of thing. Yeah, I, mean, I just think it's not crazy in that situation. I wouldn't do it personally. It's not crazy. But I agree. He probably shouldn't be wearing that in a game where people are trying to tear your head off and it's, something's going to snap eventually. What I don't get is the whole jewelry in sports. Like, during baseball, these guys are wearing 25 chains around their neck. I just don't get it. Like, in football, too. Like, why are you wearing a chain? I don't understand it. No, I've never understood that, like, in anything. Like, when I was playing something, I, I didn't want all that extra stuff, like, dangling around moving around like you got to be readjusting constantly yeah i don't i i was never that type of guy but i mean you you couldn't like we couldn't in high school you had you had to take it off i'd put mine in my sock but they got these guys are wearing like 35 chains around their neck and it's flopping around hitting them in the face everywhere i don't get it oh geez i don't know guys i just watched a 24 second video of aaron jones and his father who died i kind of take back everything yeah, like like I like do. I said, well, it, it can work for him. I kind of take it Teach back. Teach their own, you know. I wouldn't do that. I don't wear jewelry anyway, so I would definitely wouldn't do that. But I don't, I don't like dead stuff, so I would. You do know that. what the problem is here? The ashes are in a small football, and the football is just long enough. Like if you look at my chain, like if it was like that, and the pendant was right there, just outside the, the where the shoulder pads would cross, right here on your sternum. That's where he was wearing his dad. His dad's got to be lower. It's got to be a longer chain. Yeah. That's where he messed up. Or you up. can tape it to your chest. Or tape you know? it. You got to keep that thing secured. Crazy story, though. Well, at least he found it. Or that guy. I have one thing that is sort of like this. I wear a chain around my neck that my grandfather gave me when I was like, oh, you know what? It was like, First communion or something. So I wear that. And I was on a roller coaster at Hershey Park. And we did a couple loop-de-loops. And all of a sudden, I look up. And my chain is, like, dangling in front of my face. And I freak out. And I grab it. And I'm holding it. And I press it against my chest. And I got both hands on it. So, like, you know how the roller coasters, like, take the pictures? So, like, we go down. We're looking at the pictures. And it's just me, like, grasped onto my chest like this. And you just see, like, this chain dangling down. But that's what I mean. Like I, during a football game, that thing could pop off at any moment. You wouldn't even notice. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. See, I wish I could. I've had many necklaces in my life. I like to wear the cross around. It breaks. A chain goes no more than a month around my neck without breaking. For one reason or another, it just breaks. I feel like calling well, himself that real gold it off or silver. What'd you say? You're, you're buying your shit at Claire's. No, the last one, silver, silver, friggin' all silver. Boom. Go down the street, go downtown, go to Chalela Jewelers. Shout out Ruad's parents, great jewelers. Get yourself a chain there, James. Mention this podcast, get 10% off. Really? No, but they are my official <laughs> jeweler. 
<laughs> Tell him Brian Gertie sent you. All right, let's move along. Is that all we got for stories, Big? You got anything else here? So in other news, the Superdome caught on fire this week. They must have been uh, playing the Big Cast podcast, am I right? That shit's fire. No cap. So, (laughs) along with all of the Saints' problems right now, their stadium literally catches on fire. That's bad. They, I don't think they should go home for the rest of the season. That's my take on this. They got bad omens in there. What happened? You're the construction guy here, but what's what's the issue? I mean, I don't know what this has to do with construction. I mean, if Brian was on the project, it wouldn't be done for three years, so. Three years would be a great schedule for a stadium of that size. I meant to fix the little hole that the fire caught. I don't even know what the total damage (laughs) output was. All I know is there was a fire in, like, the the gutter tub. Is that what they they called it? Yeah, that's what they call it these days. I don't know what a gutter tub is. Uh, I'm not aware of a gutter tub. Hey, that's what we have Google for, right? Gutter tub. Oh, okay. It's a gutter. It's looking like it's a gutter. It's just like a, yeah. like an actual piece of a gutter, you know? If I was going to guess, I would have said it's a big gutter, like probably the size of a tub. That- yeah. I don't. I mean, that's what it's looking like. But I keep getting gutter too. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure where you found that word from. All right. And just the last thing before we move on to college football. I think this week was when the internet really started to get upset about the new NFL rules cracking down on taunting. It it pisses me off that like you have a good play, you celebrate it, and then you, you you get penalized for it. I just don't understand it. I am not saying that we need to go back to like the Ocho Cinco taking phones out of our socks and like getting popcorn and going crazy and all that shit. But like, bro, these are grown men playing football. Why can you not taunt somebody? Like, is the world really that soft that grown men can't taunt each other when they do something good? Like, if you don't want to be taunted, don't play like shit. That's my whole thing. It's like, who was asking for this? Like, fans are upset about it. The players certainly aren't for it. College professors. Can, what, can you, you calling for can you elaborate? In what context? Like, were there studies done? It's, uh, that's where the... The cancel culture comes from. It comes down from the universities. Oh, man. You've been reading that's, too many. That's facts. It's the teachers. The teachers in America, they're too soft these days. Shout out the teachers. I think a lot of them were soft. Uh, Big, you sent the video, the one of, um, was it Edwards in the uh, the Bucks game? The guy just turned around. He didn't even do anything. To me, uh, taunting has to be, uh, there's like a, a few with the wag of the fingers getting up in someone's face, those ones. That's fine. Were, I guess, I agree. I think most of those are fine. But there was one in the Bucks game where the guy got a pick six, literally turns around in the end zone and gets flagged for taunting. He didn't do anything. All he did was turn around. I just don't get it. Like, I, I'm i not one to be, like, a huge fan of all that stuff. Like, it, it doesn't I matter to it. me. It's irrelevant. But one of the things they pointed at was in the Super Bowl how Brady and – um. Tyron Matthew were going back and forth and jawing at each other after almost every play and, like, getting face-to-face after touchdowns. But I just don't get, like, how... Number one, that has no effect on the game. Why are we implementing rules that have no effect on the play of football? 
Yeah. Well, if you listen to Bill Belichick this week in his Monday interview, he he's fine with it. He said something to the effect of, you know, taunting has no place in the game and let's just keep it to the competition on the field. And so that part I, I think I agree with too, but some of them were, ju- were just too soft. There's got to be a bit of a happy medium because it gets it gets hairy where – wasn't it a few years ago where they got rid of the – Celebration. The penalty for, yeah, it was just right. it was literally celebrating a good play. Celebrating a good play was deemed okay, right? Do I have that correct? No, well, you couldn't use like props. Yeah, but the year before they were calling penalties for doing like team celebrations, and yeah. then they implemented a rule where they could do that. So that's why, like, you'll see if the defense gets a turnover, they all run over and they do something. So you're right, Greg. Like, it's kind of contradicting itself where. If you make a big play, you can celebrate as a team. You just can't do it if, like, there's an opponent in the vicinity. Like, I, I don't understand. And to the, Bill Belichick's point, I think as Patriots fans, we've been watching this team for so long, we know that if a rule like this gets implemented, they're going to follow it. They're one of the least penalized teams every single year, and it's one of those things where – Belichick is just going to be no nonsense about it, and it's not going to happen for us. So we're not even going to have to worry about it that much. That's why I think Bill is just like, oh, whatever, it's a rule, we just follow it. You know, the only reason that I think that this rule was, like, put into place or, like, that it actually might work is if you get, like, a cornerback and, like, a receiver going at it the whole game. Like, that does kind of suck when they're just in each other's face the entire time and it's just them going back and forth and every after every single play the ref has to go over and, like, break them up. Like, that's probably what it was put in for. But at this point, it's like, that's a different kind of taunting. That's just being an asshole to someone else. Yeah, and we did have the incident last year where, oh, God, what was that? The the Bears-Saints? Was the chain snatch last year? I think there's a chain snatch like every that's year. That's every year. There was one. But every yeah. time Akeem Tlaib's but on the field. I think no, last that was year, like I think last year was the, the Bears-Saints, maybe. I could be wrong about that. But it was where... Like the receiver and cornerback squared up, like you just said, James. When he and the smacked guy just the like shit straight, out of him. This, yeah, he just like started punching his helmet. Exactly, but that was I don't after know why like you're punching thir- a guy's helmet. I don't know yeah. what that's gonna prove. That was like thirty plays in a row going back and forth. I get that they don't want that, but this is fucking ridiculous. You know what though? There's there's a brand of football where taunting isn't an issue, where the players are in it just for the pageantry. The fans are there. Just to put on their colors of their teams and go out there and watch good product on the field. There's no celebrating. There's no nonsense. Yeah, there's no. And that's the no NCAA. Nonsense, no nonsense in the NCAA. College football on the field. Big shut up. We're ready to take this over. When you think Let's NCAA? You think honor, respect. That wasn't exactly where I was going. You picked out a single word that I was trying to do a nice segue, and now here we are. Eric, cue in the marching bands, the sounds, the pageantry. Here's the band. NCAA college football this week. Tommy, he picked three dogs. He, two, one outright. How the hell are you? That teaches our guy James, who's laying points left and right, up and down the ladder. A bit of a lesson, doesn't it? College football is all about the underdogs, let me tell you that. And before I get into my picks for this week, I'd like to give a shout out to Joey Irks. Squeezed out of the podcast last year, brought too much electricity. <laughs> I hope to have him back at some point this year. Uh, but let's see. Seven picks coming at you right now. You ready? Holy shit. Strap All right. Man. Arkansas, plus 5.5 uh, over Texas A&M. Kansas State, plus 6.5 and 
over Oklahoma hate, State. Hate the first pick. Uh, Wake Forest plus four versus Virginia. Colorado plus fourteen. Arizona State. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You said Wake Forest. I did. Love that bet. Love it. Keep going, Tommy. Washington State plus fourteen versus Utah. Utah State plus eight and a half over Boise. Utah State is either winning this game or next week's game. So pick pick and choose which one you want. Uh, UAB last one plus four over Tulane. What do you got, Greg? I only got two picks. I went. What did I go last week? I went. I went one and one. I went one and one. I had Minnesota plus three. I had Army minus thirty four. Gave that pick out to my coworker Mike. Sorry about Army, Mikey. Left you hanging there a little bit. But this week I got two picks for you. Two guaranteed winners. Two and zero oh, to get us back on track. I'm going against Tommy. I like A and M minus five and a half at Arkansas. I like the favorite there. I like A and M. Go Ags. I like Toledo, plus four and a half against Ball State. Toledo, dogs here. Toledo's a good team. Toledo gave Notre Dame a great run two weeks ago. What are you shaking your head at? Toledo. Did I mess that up? Toledo can't be the underdog there. Even if Toledo is minus four and a half, I still really like that. It would be a shame if I got it wrong, though. I'd look like a donkey. You already look like a donkey. What is it actually, Greg? It's Toledo, minus four and a half. I was wrong in there, but, you know, it could have been worse. I could have been like Big B last week, giving you all first half lines, trying to convince you that that was the line for the game. This, I mean, what kind of an idiot does that? That's a bad look. That Holy is a shit. tough look. <laughs> That's a tough one. And then a couple things I like this week, just to keep an eye on. There are no lines posted where I'm looking right now, but it is Cupcake Saturday. Oh, where are you looking? You've got legit... <laughs> What? Where the fuck are you looking? You're fucking lines right now. ESPN doesn't have them, and then oh, what game? Uh, what game? Bar- <laughs> this is this oh, is cupcake game. Like I said, it's FBS versus FCS teams. Central Connecticut State University versus Miami. There's, sh- I don't think you're gonna find a line for it, James. But if you do, you you are. Correct, I don't know. I kind of right? like Central Connecticut, no matter what the number is. What did he say? I, yeah, no, I, I don't think they're going to let you bet that. I think you're probably Yeah, right. I didn't think so. But the, hold on. That's the first game. Listen to this other game. Maine versus Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois is a legit team. Maine is not good. That's a game to keep your eyeballs on. What's that spread? This one's going to be an spread? absolute... Again, try to find it. I don't think you'll you'll find it. People won't let you bet on this shit. I've been on Maine. Last one okay. is UNH versus Pitt. I got my eyeballs on this one really closely because UMass played Pitt two weeks ago. They lost 51-7. UMass plays UNH next month, I believe. It might be in November. I'm not sure. It's one to keep your eyeballs on because if you remember, I've got UMass over under a win and a half. And this game versus Pitt and UNH is going to be telling of where my Minutemen lie. It's going to be one of those gauge games where I can figure out, you know, is UNH going to score more than seven points? Are they going to let Pitt put up 51 again? Just something to see where everything is. So I'm keeping my eyeballs on those three FCS teams against legit FBS opponents. James, what do you like? All right. I went one and three last week. I like Alabama, minus 45 and a half. Not, not, not my best week. So the picks I gave on the pod, preliminary picks. I changed my card very dramatically. I didn't lock anything in before. What I tried to do on Saturday, I tend to lose college football like you fucking read about. I can't bet it. I can't win. I lose. 
So what I figured I'm going to do this year is bet the first half. I'm usually right in the first half, and then I give it away in the second half. I did that on Saturday. Had I gone full game, 4-1. 4-1, Greg. That's the day you, you dream about. I had bet the first half. Wait, what was your issues? I bet the first half. Of each of the games you gave out last week? No, no, no. I, I, I told you, I scrapped that card. Oh. I changed it. Had I bet the full game... We're looking at 4-1. I went 2-3. and three. So not great. But we're back this week, and I'm feeling good. I'm just going to go full game. I'm going to, you know, lay it out there. Wake Forest against Virginia. My guy Tommy had that. Minus 4. I love that game. I'm take, I, I'm probably going to do pretty hard money line just because I'm not going to fuck around. But I love that game. Going down the card a little bit. Michigan, 20 up Rutgers. I I'm loving Michigan. I got a bet. I bet them last week. I won. Bet them week one. Won. I got to keep going. They are killing it. Again, through like seven weeks, they're fire. After that, they fall off. So I'm taking Michigan Trap minus game. 20. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of chalk. That's chalky. That's heavy. Trap game. That's chunky. No, it's not. It's not a trap game. It's not a trap game. What I know is not a trap game. Florida State stinks. They stink, stink, stink. Probably the worst team in college football. It's probably pushing it. But, you know. Um, Louisville, they're good. Two and one had a good start. I'm taking Louisville. I don't even care who they're playing. I'm taking anyone who's playing Florida State. So I'm going Louisville. And right now, I didn't make it that far down the line. So I'm, let's go ahead and take a little, uh, a little meander as a, as a team here. Who's favorite in that game, James? Louisville by two and a half. Okay. Yeah. And All right, I, I like that pick then. You like that? Thank you. You gonna bet it? No, only underdogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and you know what? Honestly, I think that's all I like for the for that card. I mean, okay, you know, no, no. Michigan State against Nebraska at home. Michigan State minus five. I like Michigan State to bounce back. I know we've all been waiting for the automatic lock of the week this week. Just make sure you have the correct one. I like North and Carolina. Also not, let me just throw this in. Not bounce back. That was, that was a mis- misuse of words. I like them to continue their run. I'm just going to throw that in there. Okay, Love Michigan State. Love Michigan State. Minus Lock five. of the week. North Carolina minus 12 against Georgia Tech. Give me uh, give me, give me, me uh, Georgia Tech, whatever the line is there. Hold on, hold on. Let me. I need to make sure I read all these down because there's been some, I've been tasked with keeping the spreadsheet. No, no, and I don't want any fine. tomfoolery. You, take, you take Georgia Tech. They lost to Citadel last week. Also, anyone listening, please go like the Instagram posts. I think Picasso made this the past one. Georgia Tech. Week, so. Georgia Tech lost by six points to Clemson last week. Oh, what am I looking at? What are you oh, you're looking at 2019. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. He's looking at first half spreads last what week. This idiot. Week. He's looking at two years ago. Holy shit. Oh, my God. They lost to Northern Illinois. Greg said earlier that's a legit team. Oh, yeah. Greg thinks UMass is a legit team. <laughs> Oh, man. Give me the Tar Heels, no. minus 12. Lock it. Minus 12. Can someone confirm that's the full game spread? James, can I task you with that? Just I, to make sure there's... It is indeed the full game spread. Not the first half, not the first quarter. Full game spread. That's a loss. That's a loss. Alrighty. Well, uh, I'll tell you one thing, boys. I've got this Saturday off. Last three Saturdays, right? Two, one, zero. In the truck, trying to listen games, watch them, text, all this nonsense. This Saturday, I'm right here. I'm in this chair. 
Yeah. All day. Yeah. Well, no we'll windows. See about that. No windows. <laughs> We've been this hearing this for like seven <laughs> seconds. How, how long has college football been going on? Like I said, this is the this is week this is, three. It was, no, so no. This is week, week zero. Four week coming one, week up. Two. I told you I was working the first three. This Saturday, I'm right here. I've got one errand to do. Yeah, you'll probably be do down in the morning. with Stevie. Get it out of the way. <laughs> Get it out of the way. And I'm going to be right here. Can we bet on that? keeping track of all these bats. Can I find a line? Over, under, 30 minutes. Greg sits in that chair on Saturday. Love the under. Love the okay. under. All right. Good stuff. So, so big. I've been waiting to hear about this. You held out on a Saturday night. I'm at the bar. I'm with the boys. I'm thinking, what's the big man doing? He sent me two pictures of him laying in bed. All I want to know is how many beers did he crush and what happened at this wedding? You've got it listed as a topic. Give me the dirt. He was in another dimension. I could tell just by the text. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I didn't have this listed as a topic. <laughs> sure, I do. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sorry. I got it. The honest one. All right. Second of all, uh, it was kind of a <laughs> dull wedding, to be honest. Um I, I'm mm-hmm. sure the, the people that Talk were heavily involved with the wedding party had a lot of fun. Um, I was a little bit of an outsider on this one, so I kept it slow. I probably had... So dull for you. Um, I don't know. I would say uh, 12 to 14 Bud Lights. Kept it simple. Stay away oh, from the hard really alcohol nice. during a wedding. That's a pro move. I mean, that's a Wednesday night for Brian, usually. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was definitely toasty outside. I'm not a fan of these... It was new probably wave, 52 degrees. New wave outside weddings. I'm not a fan of was that. Was there a tent? There was, was a, there tent. a tent. What kind of tent? Did you get your eyes Giant on it? Was tent. it a pole Gigantic. tent? Gigantic. Pole tent? Double wide. Rain tent? What kind of tent? Technology? Fred tent? That's tent Eureka? What kind of tent? And yeah, that's really it. I mean, it was a fun time. Hmm. I don't know what you guys are talking about texting wise. Well... From my perspective, you were laying in bed, then you found yourself up, and there's always going to be a story associated with that. What got you out of bed? Oh, what were you so looking yeah, for? Who was looking it, for of you? Of course, it, you know, after the after party is the hotel lobby, and <laughs> it's not a song. As a, as a singer, <laughs> yeah, as a singer who will good. not be named has said. Um, fortunately, I was able to get myself out of Wait, that. Who I loaded that, up actually? a cooler with all my Bud Lights. Showed up to a room. It was chock full of people, like in a, the smallest hotel room we could have picked. I don't know why that's where we ended up. So I stayed there for about one drink and then bounced from there as soon as possible. Tom, what uh, what happened in San Diego this weekend? You get yourself in any funny business? Just uh, what's 18 times two? 36. 36 uh, holes of golf, and that was about it. Sheesh. Wow. What about you, James? It was a uh, it was it was a heavy football weekend. Uh, had to work this weekend a little bit, um, and I wasn't working. Just trying to relax, get some football in, you know. Out to dinner, little pizza here and there. I'll say, James, you seem to be the only person on this podcast that's actually watching football all Saturday and all Sunday. Well, that's not true. That a uh, flag erroneous. Because in the other text you didn't see, he disappeared from two thirty. He was to not a big Sunday, Sunday guy this week. I disappeared. I, I mean, I'm talking Casper the Ghost disappeared. I unfortunately had a busy Sunday morning, 
and I was unable to watch in the live time. I always rewatch in live time. I couldn't rewatch the one o'clock games. Um, Al, Al, Al. I went back and rewatched every one of the games on Sunday. If you go on YouTube and type in a game, it'll give you a nice like 10 minute recap. It's, it's perfect. For those games that you don't actually want to sit down and yeah, watch. Yeah, Greg fell asleep during that last time, too. I mean, dude, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he's, he's never even seen Collinsworth this whole year yet. I mean, he doesn't make it to the to the night game. That's not true. I mean, That's ha- not true. Have you heard him talk yet? Fake news. Yeah, I heard him talk. He lulled me to sleep. Have you even heard a little Collinsworth talk yet? Uh, No, I heard his name. <laughs> oh, God. And then I think I sputtered out shortly after that. No, I think he starts the games, too. I love... I, I think Lil Collinsworth is eventually going to take over Big Collinsworth. We're going to have a Collinsworth voice for the rest of our lives, basically. It's something to look forward to. But yes, thank you for my for my football watchings. Sunday was rough, but Saturday was, Saturday was good. I'm telling you, this Saturday is going to be something different from, from what I put on tape for the last three Saturdays. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, now, no one asked me about my weekend. I'm going to tell you about my weekend anyways. Yeah, how was your weekend? It was pretty good. It was pretty good. So, um, so Friday, I think it was Thursday. I asked you guys how to use Reddit. I've never really used Reddit. I don't really know how to. I'm trying to get into the Reddit game. I, Twitter's kind of freaking me out lately. I'm not really liking all the stuff that I see. Long story oh. short, I'm on Reddit. Wait, no, no. Make it a long story. What's your, what's your problem, Karen? I think I'm following too many accounts. I follow like 3,000 accounts on Twitter. And it's just too much stuff. And I can't. It's too big to narrow them all down. I, so I figured let's just start on a new social media. So I'm, let me I'm ask on you Reddit. Something. You're the Twitter guy. Do mm-hmm. you, like on Instagram, right? You go down your feed. You look at what the people you follow. You look down. You know, you like posts here and there. I never use yeah. that, the timeline or the feed on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I always, what are you talking about? That's the only way to use I it. I just go to trending and just look at what's trending. And that's about it. No. That's my Twitter. That's my Twitter usage. No, 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 no. <laughs> I scroll, I scroll, I scroll, I scroll. I see, click see more to see what happened in the time that I wasn't scrolling. I'm scrolling all the time. I'm scrolling nonstop. I don't know. Carpal tunnel. All right, so you're on Reddit. I'm on Reddit. And I'm trying to figure out what I want to follow. I, we talked about MGK last week. I'm a really big MGK fan. Oh. Boom. I'm on his page. I'm looking through. Da 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 So the app knows that I'm looking through there kind of often. And it's like, I'm talking zero seconds ago, there was a post and boom, it's at the top of my timeline. MGK, anybody looking for tickets to uh, the show in Connecticut? And there is zero likes, zero upvotes on this yet. Zero comments. And I'm thinking, holy shit, I just hit the fucking jackpot. Boom, I'm in there. Top comment. Are you still selling these? Please PM me. Boom, kids in my PMs. The kid's name, I don't have the kid's name. Whatever. He's in my PMs and I'm like, I'm getting, I'm getting flush. Heartbeats going up. I feel like I just bet a game and I've got the rush. Like, holy shit, this is, is this going to happen? Is this going to pay out? Am I going to be a big winner here? And we're going back and forth and I'm sending screenshots to Colin, James and Brian. Like this guy's fake. What a fucking idiot. He thinks I'm actually going to send him the money before I get the tickets from him. He's asking for $380 to two tickets to CMGK. On Halloween Day, at I forget if it's Mohegan Sun or Foxwoods in Connecticut, and I'm like, Poof, this is a no-brainer. I've been trying to get these tickets all summer. Three hundred so, eighty dollars. It's a bargain. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, three eighty yeah, really. for two tickets? 
380 for two, yeah. That's crazy. They're paying over $100 yeah. to see MGK. Well, I had FOMO, too, because he was in Boston last Wednesday, and then he was in Springfield last Friday, and I'm seeing all these people that I know post, and I'm thinking, holy shit, I got to get out there. And I think I have the workaround because I'm going to see him on the last show of the tour. So he's going to he's gonna want to blow the whole thing out of the water, you know, because it's the last show of the tour. Who are you thinking, boom. Uh, I, I'm, I can't say yet because I haven't invited the person yet. It's going to okay. be a surprise. Fair enough. So, Second... That seems like a lot of money I'm, to go see this guy. Yeah, it and is. You gotta stay in a hotel, but and then, you know. I haven't even gotten there in the store yet. Yes, you know that I end up getting the tickets, but I, I'm like so freaked out. I'm like, this guy really wants me to send. So I've got another Reddit open of how do I know if I'm getting fleeced for fake tickets on Reddit, <laughs> and I'm trying to scurry through that feed as this guy's PMing me like, "Yo, bro, are you still there? Do you want them? Do you want them?" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't want them. Send me proof that they're real." Boom, he sends me proof right away. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, these look very real. They're from Ticketmaster. And finally, he says, uh, he wants me to Venmo him. I say no, because the red, the other Reddit feed tells me, no, use PayPal. PayPal is more secure. So I say, bro, PayPal me. He's like, no, dude, I'm not going to do that. Like, if you have a credit card, it takes two seconds to make, make a Venmo. I'm like, oh, he's fleecing me. He knows what he's doing. He's trying to get me just to send the Venmo and then never send me the tickets. He ends up saying, dude, send me your Discord right now so we can talk. And I'm like, Phew. I mean, can't hurt, right? Like, if I, if I hear his voice, maybe it'll help me feel a little bit more secure. Before I know it, he's calling me. I'm two beers deep in my bed at 10 o'clock on Friday night thinking like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm about to get fleeced. And I already told my all my friends about it. So they're going to know how and why I got fleeced. And I'm going to be so embarrassed on Monday. He gets on the Discord and he's like, uh, yeah, what's your account for Ticketmaster? And then he starts counting down three, two, one. He wants to send the Ticketmaster at the same time that I send the Venmo to him. Oh, baby. He sends the Ticketmaster before I send the Venmo. I got him. <laughs> I'm thinking, holy shit, I could have fleeced him if I wanted to. I've got the, 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 I can see the tickets on my Ticketmaster app right there before he sent him any money. I'm thinking, this idiot, I'm not going to send it right away. Like He's going to think I'm doing the same thing that he wants to do to me. I ended up sending him the Venmo because I'm a good guy. It was just such a rush. I mean, I, it was crazy. It, it was awesome. I got the tickets. I'm very excited. I'm going Halloween day. I'm going to dress up with the fake sleeve tattoos, the nose ring, all black, paint my tongue black, the whole nine yards. I can't wait. So That's a good you- story went into a discord call with this gentleman mm-hmm. and your yeah, discord uh, is colson baker with a picture of <laughs> yeah yeah i know <laughs> that's what he you said didn't too think like, like oh, oh maybe i should change this before didn't even think i didn't have time to think i'm telling you i mean this kid had all the lies ready Greg, to go i also just would i don't know if you need to call Ticketmaster or something who the fuck is Colson Baker? Oh, it's MGK's God. real name. You, you should probably call Ticketmaster to verify that these are real. I probably should, but I mean, they are through Ticketmaster and it says right on them. I was going to say, like, if they're on Ticket. Though, 
I that stuff can get tricky. Like they I can ran like, into a similar situation. They can like we duplicate got... them and be like, "Oh, I'm just sending them to the yeah. other person that's going with me." We got to the concert. So then they the get first... there first, and then they check in, and then yours won't work. We got to the oh boy. I'm telling you a real life story. We got to the the venue, and they said these have already been used. We got in, uh, but get there beforehand. So I should get there like three thirty yeah, in the I mean, afternoon we for late, a seven o'clock so, show. You know, Obviously. I was planning on doing that anyway. I would just, so yeah, I would, advice. I would definitely yeah. verify with Ticketmaster. Yeah, good point. Um, the other part of the lie that he's, he's as he's PMing me on Reddit, he's like, "Bro, I really need this money. It's going to my college tuition." I'm like, "If I'm a faker, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying I need this money right now. It's for my dead grandmother or for my college tuition." He just had everything ready to go, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking nuts." What's the difference between a PM and a DM? I think they're the same. Personal versus direct. Okay. Yeah, it's all the same thing. Okay. I'm surprised Venmo or PayPal doesn't have like an escrow system figured out for stuff like that. I feel like there is a way to do it and they just didn't do it right. Like I'm sure you probably could have used Ticketmaster to like have them keep your, but you probably have to pay for it. It'd be like, you know, more expensive. I don't know. Was it free to get the ticket? Yeah, it's free. It says, uh, whatever transferred from this kid's name is nick price 099 what is so uh, what is yeah. the normal price for these tickets 180 uh, so you barely paid out so like technically you got a bargain uh yeah i mean the the fees for some of the other shows were even more than that the boston show and the west springfield show so i'm excited to be going i'm more excited that i got the story to tell from it too i was Freaking the hell out. So you figured out Reddit on your own, you're saying? I, I guess so, because I kind of used Reddit to help me solve a Reddit problem, too. So I had a little Redditception. Yes, yeah. I, I use Reddit a lot for as like Yahoo Answers. It's my big Reddit go-to. I don't know. We could be back here November 1st recording, and I could be getting screwed out of $380 saying I'm the biggest fucking idiot, and I don't know Reddit at all. I mean, I hope so. I really, really hope so. As much as I want you to have fun and enjoy your life. <laughs> what? It's, you can stay on my couch. You'll be in the air. You can come back. I'll give you a free place to stay. But it'd be funny. All right. That's it. Thank you for listening. Like everyone else too, Greg. I hurt the whole episode because of that.